This is VOC Breakfast with Gulam Fakir and Sabiro Shaykh Only on the Voice of the Cape. Let's get into our second feature this morning, 15 minutes after the hour of 7 o'clock. This is Breakfast. Welcome to it. Finance Minister Titi Mbuweni stuck to fiscal consolidation and reined in expenditure by proposing a wage bill cut of 300 billion rand in the next three years that will reduce debt in the next five years and allocated billions for COVID-19 vaccines. Further to that, according to the Cape Towns and according to the Minister yesterday, the government has also extended the COVID-19 special relief grant of 350 rand to the unemployed until April this year, and this will be an additional 2 billion rand for the Department of Social Development. We saw increases such as 30 rand increase for the old age, disability and care dependent grants to 1,890 rand, a 30 rand increase in war veterans grant and 1,910 rand, and then also a 10 rand increase in the child support grant, uh, which is now 460 rand, and an additional 10 rand increase for the foster care grant, which is now sitting at 1,000 and 50 rand according to some of the figures that were released yesterday in the budget speech uh, delivered by Finance Minister Tito Mbweni. Now, just to unpack all of these figures for us, and just in layman's terms, with all these figures and GDPs and all of that that goes on with it, Professor Corne van Valbeek joins us online. He's the project director and professor at the School of Economics at the University of Cape Town. Prof, good morning. Thank you so much for your time on Breakfast 91.3 FM. What's your general take on uh, the budget speech 2021? Yes, uh, good morning, Gurdam, and good morning to your listeners. <clears throat> I think it's a very difficult job being the Minister of Finance at the moment. I think it's always a difficult job, but uh, at the moment, Minister Titi Mbaweni really has uh, his hands full with a lot of different challenges. So the economy has shrank significantly last year. He received much less money than he anticipated mm. uh, because of the shrinking of the economy. Uh, and at the same time, there are huge demands on uh, his, uh, uh, on the money. Uh, so the amount of money that the government intends to get in it sounds like a huge number, uh, something like 1.5 trillion rand. That's a one, a five, and then 11 zeros behind that. So it's a lot of money, <clears throat> but at the same time, there are a lot of demands on the economy, and the minister actually doesn't have all that much uh, uh, space to move in. Uh, the social grants that you've just talked about uh, take up a significant share of uh, the budget, uh, and there's an expectation amongst literally millions of people uh, who, who need to survive off those grants, uh, that those grants will increase with inflation. Uh, they did not increase with inflation, so to yeah. some extent he's trying to pull back uh, in terms of the expenditures over there. Of course, a very big problem is the growing debt of the uh, South mm-hmm. African government. Uh, according to the minister, the debt is going to be something like 88% of the GDP in a few years' time. Which That's is a massive. huge amount of yes. money. Yes, it's definitely. In fact, you know, when you're looking at the GDP and also looking at 88%, massive like you've mentioned, Courtney, and that is why a lot of people are also sort of raising eyebrow now because it seems like ESCOM will be getting a bailout of 31.7 billion rand, but year on year not delivering what they were supposed to deliver. SA SAA will also receive a bailout of about 4.3 billion rand, you know, and, and, and so a lot of people are raising eyebrows around this, saying, you know, so, so what next? Absolutely. <clears throat> so in terms of ESCOM, the government's very much in a bind. You can't just say, well, uh, let's just get rid of ESCOM and uh, we go with our power. We need electricity in the country. Everything depends on it. So uh, at that level, the government actually has no choice but to bail out ESCOM uh, and has to sort of... Um, 
experience uh, the pain of many, many years of mismanagement, of under-maintenance of plant, etc. For something like SAA, uh, SAA is not a vital part of the economy. If SAA were to disappear overnight, it's going to mean that some people are going to lose their jobs, and of course that's something that is politically sensitive. But it's not a case that uh, there will be no other airlines that can step into the gap. So over the last 10, 15 years, uh, the government has been throwing money into this black hole, and it just goes in and in, and it requires more and more support each time, and there's no obvious solution to it. So uh, many economists have been calling for ESCOM to be completely liquidated, getting rid of, mm. and the market will sort it out. Uh, at the same time, we can't do that for something like ESCOM because there are no real alternatives. I was just actually going to mention, you know, that there are no alternatives and perhaps that is why they continuously need to bail out ESCOM. Otherwise, the entire country will be in the dark. But let's just move along swiftly quickly to another thing that also caught my eye um, was uh, the income tax brackets that will now increase by 5%. You know, a lot of people, even on our WhatsApp line this morning, have, have, have raised concern about, you know, you've got the income tax bracket, you've got all of this levies that's coming up. I mean, few levies looking at about 27 cents per litre. Um, we're also talking about, um, you know, there's just so many other things around that, but perhaps we can just look at that uh, that, that bracket quickly. If you can just speak about that for us. Yeah, so I haven't looked at the numbers very specifically, but uh, what we know is that if people's income increase just in uh, line with inflation, it means that they aren't getting a real increase in their income. It's just a case that uh, they their income is keeping uh, track with inflation. Um, so what then would happen is if you don't change your income bracket, people then will automatically fall into a somewhat higher marginal tax rate, which means that their effective uh, percentage of tax is going to increase if you don't make those adjustments. So uh, usually what the government does is on an annual or sometimes um, uh, every second year, they then change the, um, the brackets into which people get taxed. Uh, and that is a normal uh, thing to do. But the government can tweak these changes and effectively, uh, by stealth, increase the amount of tax that people are paying. So uh, this is what economists call bracket creep. And by changing these brackets, uh, the government is giving some form of relief to taxpayers in order for them not to uh, experience a effective increase in the amount of tax that they pay simply because of inflation. Good morning, Prof. Just in terms of, you know, we saw yesterday Minister making no apologies about the pressure that our current economic reality is placed on social grant spending as well. I mean, we've seen the total social grants that were reduced by something like $5.8 billion for the 2021-2022 financial year. And then, you know, those increases not exactly in line with inflation. South Africans are upset. Absolutely. Uh, and one can expect, uh, expect something like that. At the same time, I can think about the economy as a cake. If that cake decreases by 7%, uh, which it has uh, in 2020 because of the COVID pandemic and everything else, it means that there's less cake to go around. So uh, what needs to happen is that cake needs to be divided in a way that everybody gets a somewhat smaller piece. Uh, so many people have taken a lot of pain last year, especially people who have been furloughed, people who have become unemployed during this period. And uh, at the moment, the minister is dishing out a degree of pain also to social grant recipients. So uh, as I've indicated to you previously, um, I think something like 17 million 
social grants are handed out on a monthly basis. That's a lot of people that are dependent on these grants. Uh, for most objective viewers uh, and outsiders, the amounts aren't particularly large. But if you look at it over the very large number of people that are recipients of these grants, it's a huge expense to the government. So if the government can save some money and um, $8 billion is uh, not a significant saving, but at least it's, 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 uh, um, it's some form of saving that the government is getting from uh, these grants a year. The government is then in a position to try and control the budget to some extent. But uh, there are still very, very significant challenges facing the country. If I can just talk about it briefly, uh, a, a very significant problem is a very significant and growing uh, government debt. It's sitting at 90% or it's going to be sitting at close to 90% of GDP, and that debt incurs interest. So at the moment, nearly 20% of all the revenues that we are collecting, 20% of that goes to the payment of interest on that government debt. Most of that government debt is domestic. It's paid to pension funds and so on because these pension funds have lent money to the government, but still it's a very significant expense from the government uh, that they have to pay all this interest on an annual basis. Yeah, and then also, Prof. Just before I let you go, I also saw that Minister um, Health Minister Zuelim Kizi he also um, you know made an announcement with regards to the budget speech. Since we are awaiting another eighty thousand doses from Johnson and Johnson that would arrive apparently this week as well, um, because uh, the contingency reserves have been increased from five to to, to twelve billion rand to accommodate uh, the COVID nineteen situation. Correct. So uh, a very, very important aspect right now is for the country to get enough uh, doses of the vaccine so that we can uh, immunize or uh, vaccinate up to 40 million people. That's going to be a logistical exercise of monstrous proportions, but it's also going to cost money. And uh, the minister has made it very clear that he's put money aside for that. And at the same time, he also put aside some contingency money in case more needs to be paid in case uh, it's becoming more expensive or we need to immunize more people than uh, what was potentially uh, anticipated up front. Mm. Uh, speaking about the Minister of Health, if I may, yes. uh, an aspect of the um, budget that I think the Minister of Health would be quite uh, interested in is the quite significant increase in the excise taxes both on tobacco and on alcohol. Mm. So Minister of uh, Finance indicated that is going to increase the excise taxes on both those products by 8%, about nearly 4% more than the inflation rate. That's been a significant or a fairly major departure from what's happened over the past few years, where uh, basically the excise taxes have increased with inflation, but not by much more. So an increase like that is positive, and I'm quite sure that Minister Mkise would have sent to his colleague a note saying thanks, that was good. Mm. Uh, for you to increase the excise taxes like that, despite very significant pressure from both the alcohol and the tobacco industries to not increase the excise taxes. So I think Minister Mbouwey did really well yesterday of doing that. And what was also interesting and important was that he spent a few sentences talking about the reason for doing this. And basically his argument was, especially within the context of alcohol. We've got a real problem with alcohol uh, and that uh, he's increasing the excise tax to reduce the demand for alcohol because he indicated very clearly if the price of the product goes up, people are going to consume less. And research that we've done uh, very strongly supports 
that kind of position that if the price of alcohol and tobacco increases, we are going to find that people are going to cut back on their consumption. Right. Let's see that Professor Corne van Valbeek, Project Director and Professor at the School of Economics at the University of Cape Town, speaking to us, um, basically just rounding up the budget speech that took place uh, 2021, budget speech took place yesterday.